Hello, Garrick. How's it going? Uh, good. This is uh, back in the saddle again after a very long hiatus. Summer, uh, summer vacation. I have a, I have a little bit of a verbal uh, issue with the word hiatus. I always want to say hibiscus. Uh, after a very long hibiscus, um, yeah, it's a plant, not also a tea. Which you make tea out of it? Yeah. Do you do you know is is hibiscus tea made from the hibiscus plant? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. I, I believe also it is. There's the aguas frescas, which I think is it's called hamica, yep. and I believe that's made from uh, hamica is made from hibiscus. They call uh, it hamica, Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica. So it must be like a like a Caribbean type flower, or you know, or a tropical flower or something. Huh. Well, I'm really glad that people are tuning in for this conversation. Let me tell you, after, <laughs> you're not talking since June or July, and uh, we start off with hibiscus tea conversation. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> hey, I, I've got a topic to, to get us kicked off. The, All right. Uh, uh, you know, people who are who are not aware of this world uh, should, uh, you know, we apologize. But at the same time, you should then learn about this world. But the, the party ended. Uh Robert L. Keane retired from touring oh. after 41 years. Yeah. If you're not if you're not familiar who Robert Robert L. Keane is a Texas singer songwriter uh, who probably has written some of you know some of the seminal Texas uh, folk slash country songs. Which which we should we should be clear that when we say texas country folk songs yeah it doesn't mean that it is unrelated to the rest of the country or doesn't have impact upon no, the, rest of the no, country no. because these artists actually have huge influence all over the country yes exactly. uh, because their style and attitude and different genres makes it exactly. into other stuff so yeah exactly it's it's uh let's say influential subversively or see, see. an undercurrent yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because kind of like you might call it outlaw country, uh, but it, it, uh, one of the, uh, you know, one of the kings of that, that movement, one of the, the, you know, he's kind of like Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, and then the next generation is really him and Lyle Lovett. Yeah. And, you know, the, in, in, I mean, if you talk to anyone who's written writing songs in that genre, or even outside of that genre, they're they're influenced by by Robert L. Keane. He wrote some great stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I was I was listening to a a great podcast called Walking the Floor uh, by Chris Shiflett, who is the guitar player for the Foo Fighters. But he has a big interest in particularly Texas country music, outlaw country, and he has his own. He actually puts out independent album. His own solo albums are in that vein. And he, he interviewed Robert L. Keane, and he was he asked him this this question, which I think was very fascinating because he's like. He said he, he said basically Texas and probably Oklahoma by 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 being close is the only place in America where Texas has its own thriving music scene and you don't ever even have to leave Texas to make a living uh, because it's so, so it's so big um, and and he so Trishipa was trying to understand that and how you know you know how that that's developed and how. Uh, I think that's important for people to understand too, as well, that there is that while this is an influential movement across the country, in some sense, Texas is so big and has such a deep culture of storytelling and and music uh, that you, actually a lot of these artists don't need to go that far out of out of the this area, and they can they can make a really good living uh, and and be you know very famous. Um, so, I I think it'd be a really cool PhD 
to do a comparison of storytelling in places like Ireland and Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Irish have always had an amazing storytelling uh, ability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Interestingly mm-hmm. enough, recently talking to an Irish friend, they feel that the Irish ability to tell stories is waning because they're no longer oppressed in the same way they were under the mm, English for, for hundreds and thousands of years. Because his theory was that they got really good at storytelling because it was the only way to uh, express yourself. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and as they've become more affluent, uh, storytelling has has decreased significantly. Now I, mm. I'm sure I'm sure I don't know that. Interesting. I don't know how how much that's the case, but yeah. I do wonder how as Texas becomes affluent uh, now in ways that it wasn't for a long time. I mean, there's always the Texas independence movement, and I'm always kind of like, do you really want to go back to those days? Because it it wasn't that great. Uh, but Texas traditionally wasn't just a, a a very rich place. Uh, it turned into that with oil and then now yeah. uh, tech boom and, and different stuff. Yeah. And as people move in, I do wonder if it's going to change. Uh, I, th- I think the tradition's still there, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I think it's an interesting question. But at the end of the day, I think even though we're living in the Netflix world, what, what I realized when I went back when I was in Texas this summer is no, there's still a huge uh, market for for that for mm. for people getting together uh telling stories singing songs and for for songwriters i uh to tell those stories and and i think it's all tied to tradition but i think so my guess is in ireland yeah okay so there may be a change there but my guess is still at the end of the day somewhere right now well it's it's, it's pretty early in the morning but so, so somewhere you know hundreds if not thousands of people are driving home uh, in across all across Texas from bars or wherever it was where they heard some guy guitar on a stage telling stories, telling jokes, and and singing songs. That's and, true. And I, That's I think true. I think there's just such a need for that. You know, as much as we talk about, oh, you know. This world of like being online, you and I have experienced. I mean, that's kind of Camino experience, right? I mean, you know, we, you and I both have this bet that the Camino isn't going to go away anytime soon. It's going to, it's going to grow because people have this, this need to sit around the camp, campfire or a fire, cook some raw meat, and tell stories and talk and, yeah, and and share life. And so I think, I think there's a, something core to us. I think when we get away from that, that's when, then I'll be worried. Then I think we're on the edges of dehumanization yeah that's true and i guess the texas texas storytelling tradition is different than the 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 where it arose from is different than yeah. the uh, irish but it comes that's, out that's of a that. good point but it comes out of that i mean that's the irish brought all, all that over you know thank right. god for the irish the irish thank god for the irish. Sa- save save civilization many times over my mother's maiden name is macaulay my children yeah. were born in sweden their grandmother is swedish uh, but they technically have more Irish blood in them yeah. than Swedish yeah. because my wife's dad was also Irish and yeah. my mom was fully Irish and my dad had some as well, I think. So anyway, so, well, but we haven't done the 20, what is it? The genetic testing, but um, who needs that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Often okay. wrong, never in doubt. Am I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, speaking of so, being often wrong and never in doubt. But hold on. Uh, so, so let's wrap up one thing with Robert okay. O'Keefe. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Because people out there may be going, "Huh? Who is this guy?" So you recommend one song, and I'll recommend one song that if you sh- if you, you should go listen to 
to understand. I'll, I'll say Corpus Christi Bay. Great, mm. great tragic comic uh, song. That's a great song. Yeah. Uh, man, I mean, he's got so many. Um, and I, now that you put me on the spot, what one do I... Okay, if you want one that will bring back an elicit response for me, definitely coming home. Coming uh, home yeah. that, oh, that's that's, that's fantastic. You can't you can't beat it. Yeah. But then there's things like Gringo Honeymoon. Yeah, Gringo uh, Honeymoon. Fantastic song. There's uh, one of my I think one of his most underrated songs has always been Mr. Wolf and Mama Bear. Yeah, uh, that's storytelling at its finest, in my opinion, because yeah. there's so much play going on and like, what on earth is this? And yeah, it's just a, a, a yeah. an interesting song. And then, of yeah. course, his famous uh, The yeah. Road Goes On Forever. Uh, yeah. Not the most wholesome of songs, but definitely uh, it's storytelling. Uh, it is Corpus Christi Bay. Yeah, it's storytelling. And, you know, it is Texas a, country after song. all. It's not going to yeah. be necessarily. It's wholesome. Yeah, if you're looking for. Uh... Yeah, anyway, anyway. Uh, or, or Merry Christmas from the family. Also not, really, uh, <laughs> but it's a that's a great song. So yeah, if you're if you're interested in good songwriting, go go check out a little Robert L. King. Check out those songs and yep. and uh, worth worth your while uh, yes. for slightly offbeat uh, vocals and uh, not offbeat, but you know, yeah. just it's not you know he's not Barbara Streisand, but no, it's but certain, he's, he's got a he's certain fa- fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of often wrong, never in doubt. Um, let's talk about we. Let's talk about leadership. So yeah, leadership. Uh, leadership just isn't just a river in Egypt. Um, it's um, I. I don't know how to. I don't know how to start this. So I'm. I'm afraid to start it because I feel like I'll push it in the direction. But lately, now I've spent a good deal of my adult life in leadership. So this might explain mm-hmm. maybe some of my, and I even have a degree in, mm-hmm. in yes, leadership, so do I. An, advanced, do I. an advanced degree. I am a yeah. master in Christian yeah. leadership. Um, so obviously it's important. Um, if one were to do a quick scroll through of all the leadership podcasts that are out there. Um, mm-hmm. It would be what probably in the millions. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot of information in the uh, business world, in the private sector, in the Christian world. And there's a lot of literature. Yeah. Uh, and okay. Leadership is important. Uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, who was it? Well, we have a friend who is in a country in the world who's a missionary and during some of the world crises uh, said, you know, our country doesn't have a financial problem. They have a leadership problem. So leadership is mm-hmm. important. His perspective was that, you know, you, you suffer from bad leadership. So definitely leadership is important. So uh, from from the get go, anything mm-hmm. that happens to be soaked in my cynicism that I might say in this podcast, I just want to say from the from the get go, it's incredibly important. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, I sometimes feel I sometimes feel that we spend an awful lot of time talking about leadership, but yet very few people understand it. And much of the information we spend talking about um, is misunderstood or misappropriated or unnecessary and maybe unhelpful. Yep. Well, that's and, a big and, statement. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 
I'll, 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 I'll second that. I'll also raise you that it feels like in the Christian world, there's a crisis of leadership. Yes. In a lot of ways. There's, if you, if you spend a long time, there, there's a lot of, which destroy lives and, and, and ministries and churches. But there's also been, um, I, I think a, there's a, there's a strong <clears throat> sense of leadership styles in American evangelicalism, which often borrow from the American culture, right? You know, John Wayne, cow, uh, cowboys, uh, the kind of our image of what a good leader should be football, you know, a quarterback, a coach, you know, um, and those aren't always, I don't, I don't think those are, those are biblical, but those aren't necessarily wrong. You know what I mean? But that, that becomes our kind of defining, you know, if you think about a lot of leadership, it's, uh, and I, but I don't think those are biblical. I don't necessarily think those are all bad, but they're not, not maybe centered in Christ. Yeah. I, I was, I was about to say, um, I feel like, uh, how do I, I want to be careful. Uh, many oh, times, don't. sometimes, uh, it seems like pastors of mega church look more like, um, Bobby Knight than a some yeah than, than a than a true model of uh of of christ-like leadership yeah, yeah so so way. so here's 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 why i feel qualified to 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 make that remark so recently uh there have been any number of you know pick your pick your mega church pastor who in some way has failed or been asked yeah, to yeah. step down i was listening to a podcast the other day about a church in uh Boulder, you know, where the uh, pastor had been forced on sabbatical and kind of came back. It was actually a really cool story. Uh, this was on the uh, Carrie Newhoff uh, mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, uh, I often find that I I resonate with a lot of these pastors, or at least on the outside. Like when I see the tendencies in them, uh, I actually can find those tendencies in me. Uh, yeah, sure. as, as far as, um, you're just going to take things, you know, you take the bull by the horns. We're going to push this rock up the hill. We're going to get this done. Everybody fall in line behind me. I'm going to put you on my back and we're going to achieve this. Uh, mm-hmm. now some of you out there may be listening, going, that's arrogant. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes. I, I, I have quite a, quite a, uh, streak of arrogance in me that I repent of daily. Uh, but oftentimes when I, when I, you and I were just talking about one pastor, we won't, we won't name him beforehand, but who has kind of left and had to step down or I don't know the exact details of it, but, uh, just some not good stuff there. Uh, bullying mostly, I think, or yeah, just being yeah. an all around jerk. Yeah. Uh, Okay, but those let's take those and put those aside. Okay, so there is this tendency maybe within Christians, because I don't think it's just unique to America, although the grandiose is particularly American, but like Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think in I think in other cultures it's starting to it's starting to set in. I think you could kind of see the you see the Uber leader, it's more power dynamic in yeah. let's say african cultures uh yeah, or latin american where there's high you know authority right machismo yeah, yeah yeah but but i mean so it's there right so it's going to take off different forms okay yeah yeah in different cultures it's gonna it's gonna look 
you know, so this isn't necessarily a critique of America, but it's just saying America has its own culture and it has its own leadership styles or issues. And those are going to get played out in, in where, in a lot of areas. And so the, for the good and the bad, I'm not, so, so I think there's some great leadership, right? That's what that is about essentially. Um, and there, there's a lot of positive about, that, you know, um, that doesn't happen in other cultures, but then there's a, there's a dark side. Every culture has, you know, positives, negatives, and neutrals and uh, in how things work out. Yeah. So, so I, so I think one of my main concerns, uh, well, there's two different perspectives. There's, let's say business world literature on, and perspective yeah. on leadership. And then there's the Christian uh, let's say world perspective on leadership. Yeah. Um, sometimes in the Venn diagram, there's great overlap. Uh, sometimes maybe there's, there's not at yeah. all. Uh, here's, here's the, here's the deal. I, I am concerned that we within Christianity, especially within movements that want to see that are more activist movements. Yeah. Uh, we spend way too much time focused on skill set yep. and attributes of kind of backwards engineering your way into leadership uh, yep. or quote unquote good leadership and very little time on character building. Yeah. So I'll, 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 I'll raise you on that. I, th- I love crew. I love organization. I think our leadership training is woefully inadequate because it focuses mainly on skills and roles. If you look at it and if you, and so this is where I, I, my, my case, and I I would make this emphatically is the business world is more Christian than a lot of what I'm seeing in, in Christian literature, just flat out say now, not all, there's some great stuff in Christian literature, but what gets played out in churches, you gotta be a CEO. This role is things you do, how to do it. And there's a little bit of information about, uh, you, you know, your heart and who you are in Christ, but very, very little. It's very quick. It's a, it's a wash. And I think part of that is that people assume that's going to be a part that, uh, that's going to be fixed. But, but part of it is because we wrote all this material or thought about all this material in the 50s, 60s, 70s when we were looking to the business world. And now the business world switched. Business world, you go to Harvard, they're teaching you servant leadership. They're teaching empowering people. They're teaching. Now, I think crew right now. So this is not, once again, I'm not trying to be too critical of my I love crew. Uh, you know, but I think they're trying to change that now. I think there's some awareness of needing to. But when I talk to business leaders, uh, I, big time people who I know, they don't talk about skills anymore. They they talk about building trust. They talk about relationships. They talk about how you treat people, and that's what's being taught at Harvard Business. This is being taught at Wharton. Yeah, they're learning the skills too. But the principal aspects of leadership right now, anywhere, it's all about relationships. It's all about character. It's all about service. And, th- and those are the companies that are doing better. So, so, but you go to the, to our side of things and where I see in a lot of places. Now there's some great org- ministries and organizations that are focused on uh, servant leadership. And, but a lot of places, I think it's short shrifts. It's, it's, it's very quickly. Um, how do you do it? And what is your role? And, and so I, 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 I 100% agree with you, but I, I just would add that we need to get on track with what's being taught at Harvard Business because they're teaching what we should be teaching. So what, what is it, do you think, 
what, what, why is it, do you think that we, you mentioned that this was written in the 50s, 60s, and 70s? I'd say or 80s. at least it comes out of that, you know? Yeah, Maybe that yeah it comes written, out of that. It's, Maybe it's, that's attitude. what it's thinking. Yeah. So, but why do you think we, why do you think, because I don't think it's just unique to crew. I think you could go no, down no, no. any number of Christian organizations. I think uh, churches. Uh, yeah. Why do churches, and maybe there are different reasons, uh, but why do churches, why do churches allow a dynamic bully to be in leadership for so long? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I, I do want to be careful here. I, I'm not saying that crew has dynamic bullies. In no, 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 no. Yeah, great yeah, leaders. And great. Yeah, yeah. I just think we don't, I think we're not equipped to really deal with, um, you know, we're, it's 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 very much a thinking of the '50s and '60s, which is there's a box, and we can train everyone to fit in that box. And if we've got everyone fit in those boxes, then the movement will move forward. You know, at rapid speed. So I think I think part of it is what do you, that. What do you thinking. what do you what do you mean what do you mean by that? Flush well, that if we out tra- a bit. if we train everyone the same way to do the same things, the same skill set that these are the skills that we need to do. And you hear that a lot, right? You know, like these are the skills that will get us to the next level. As organizations that makes total sense i'm not but what it what it what it failed to realize was that's i don't necessarily think that's how leadership works um it was a, it was a model that worked really well post-world war ii in the you know the baby boom generation when, when that when uh you could put processes together and train people a certain way and they and and you would come out on top generally right and so that that so the church exploded in that time frame now i don't think that methodology of training leadership and, and training workers was as effective as we think it was. It was effective, but but the church exploded. So we look back at that and go, our best successes in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s were because we trained people rapidly, quickly to do A, B, C, and D. If you do A, B, C, and D, um, if you know these things, and if you understand your role as you fit organization, um, then it'll go. That I mean that's it's um you know the church planning model, you know, was CEO, pastor, you get a, you get a good preacher, you get the right location. You know, it was it was very, you know, methodical and process oriented. And, and so once again, I'm not necessarily saying that was bad, but that was a it 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 lacked, it had some disadvantage, it had some great advantage, which was phenomenal explosive growth, right? Um, but then with that came the dark side of that, which is a lot of moral failure or bad leadership or and i think what you're getting at is that why, why do we let uh pastors who clearly from the outside you're looking at this looks abusive or this looks weird uh it was cele- in the rise of celebrity pastor became part of this too but ceo celebrity and i'm not saying all the some of those guys are amazing people and real like rick warren look at rick warren he, he he ran it like that but he built in somehow some protections for himself and some spirituality um, yeah, he seems he seems to have done good. And look, there's so yeah. many mega so some, churches in America. Yeah. It's, a, it's a really broad brush to look at one yeah. guy who's failed yeah. and go, it's all a yeah. mess. It's like, no, well, no. maybe, yeah. maybe not. And yeah. yeah. And you know, I, I was encouraged. I would encourage everyone to go, I forget the the guest, but search the Carrie Newhoff podcast because it yeah, was a Carrie refreshing some good stuff. Yeah. Well, and it was a refreshing conversation between so it, it would they had the executive pastor and the head pastor on who yeah. had recently somewhat recently walked through this situation where this guy basically was just really kind of nasty and abusive uh in bullyish uh, abusive yeah. is uh, such a hard word because it's 
I don't know. It, it brings to mind so many things, but, and, and maybe it, abusive isn't the right, but he was, you know, he's just a bully and just a jerk and every, yeah. he was running over. Shouldn't have been up. Yeah. 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 Shouldn't, shouldn't have been up there. And, and it was a fantastic conversation because it was one of the very few conversations where uh, he's not, they didn't have to fire him. He came back and he repented. He said, let's fix these things. They're making way. So it was actually a very redemptive conversation. I was yeah. very encouraged by it. Yeah. And that's possible. And I think that should be what we try, try for. Yeah. And there's tons of churches. I mean, my, my, one of the, you know, the church I went to in, in university, uh, you know, is now, I guess for college station would be kind of a mega church. They've got, you know, three campuses and a tons of mm-hmm. different people going and, you know, it's fantastic. Eric four campuses yeah. now, I guess. Christo's gonna. And so, so, and very godly people, blah, blah, blah. I think, I think what, I think what worries me though, is even in this conversation with Carrie Newhoff, I was marked about, I was marked, or it was, it was remarkable how little conversation there was about, I wasn't reflecting Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's my first goal as a pastor. Yeah. yeah. There was some of that because he, he repented. He was like, yeah, I mean, I'm dealing with my own sin issues. And I mean, it was so I don't want to besmirch the guy. I just it it didn't seem like he never said, you know what? I never really recognized that I had never focused on character or, yeah, yeah. you know, I was putting so much into we we got confused with, quote unquote, success as godliness. And yeah. I think that's what I think that's what concerns me is we're yeah. very willing to dismiss. Character. Lack of character. When yeah. things are going well and exactly. then eventually exactly. it's going to you know fall apart. Yeah. And that that concerns me. Paul, if, Paul doesn't seem, and maybe um, this is a very, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just processing here, but I don't remember Paul really giving much detail about skill set for leadership qualifications in the Bible. It seems to be mostly no, character. Most character is, yeah. there, there may, there may be, there may be skill set, but character seems to be of the utmost importance. Develop skill set yet. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, they were making it up as they go along. So, so character was the most important, um, and I think that's why maybe you and I come at this a little different. Is we, we we've been in Europe, and in Europe we're really just kind of all everyone here is kind of making it up as we go along, and so it's not often that the skills the skill set doesn't matter. We, we we've just seen that right. And so I'm not once again I'm not saying skill set doesn't matter. Skills you need to get trained, you need to learn, you need to grow, you need to constantly be developing. But I would much rather have. A leader who cares for his people, who's tied into Jesus, who is patient, who is kind, who exhibits you know fruit of the spirit. Uh, just that you can work with. You can't work with a guy who's really skilled, and but but doesn't have those other things. And and that's I'm, once again I'm gonna I really want to emphasize this. Read the business literature. It's the same. That's what they're saying. Yeah, they're saying your skill set doesn't mean a thing. If you can't get the people around you to to work with you, you don't have to like you, but they've got to trust you and they've got to want to work with you, and you've got to be able to relate to them. Um, and I mean, it's it's it's, it's ridiculous well, so, how so. What's far interesting? Off some of this has become in in Christian leadership literature. Yeah, and what's interesting to me is because I I, I read Christian leadership books, and I'm so often disappointed because yeah. so much of it is skill set driven. Hey, here are the here are the five 
yeah. principles you need to do. Yeah. What was what was the what was the book I sent you? Some some dude wrote a book marketing on uh, marketing, marketing, marketing how Jesus marketing like Jesus marketing, marketing like, like Jesus, Jesus. That stuff was, like that, which is you're just like yeah, made made me want to vomit. Um, yeah. and yes, if you happen to read that book or know that author, please go and slap him. Should, <laughs> should not be i'm going to say that should that not, have, should, that should not have, have christian have publishers you should never have published that book uh have a better title oh my gosh no but it, it, there wasn't i read i read uh all of the uh, table of contents and everything of the book it's it's a it's a disaster from from start to finish um because i just don't how are you going to market jesus you, you can't market Jesus. Go and die. Yeah. Like, it's not marketable. Market like Jesus. <laughs> it's not it's, marketable. Death. It's, it's so. Death does not sell. No, it doesn't. <laughs> right. And so yeah. we, we can't write ourselves into that story. Yeah. And that's what, then that's what marketing is. You write yourself into the story. Yeah. But okay. So, so much literature, though, is uh, it does focus on maybe on skill set or it focuses on like nine principles to have a successful whatever. Yeah. So, and the in success or goals or yeah. increase or all, all of these things. And I, and I get that th- those things are important. We all want, yeah, we all yeah, want of course. Things. Here's, yeah, yeah. here's, here's what, here's this often is my, I've, I've mentioned this before, right? So I heard in college, the most, the most successful people, um, if you write down your goals every semester, you're nine times more likely to achieve them. And so everyone would write down their goals. I watched yeah. my, I watched my roommate every semester, write down his goals and then promptly not achieve yeah, yeah, yeah. any of them. <laughs> uh, and, and I just always wondered, <laughs> I see all these students around me writing down these goals and they're not really achieving them. So there must be an element. I, I get what it means to write something down and then you're more likely to remember it. You're going to focus on that. You've, you've spent time, you've slowed yourself down. That's the process. Okay. I get that. But it also, there is also an element of people who are successful take time. So all that tells me is, Hey, people who are successful sit down and take time to think it's not the writing down of the goals, but everyone reads that sentence and goes, okay, I'm going to write down my goals. Here's the magic. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing you I got to get rich do. quick. Yeah. In other but the, the more appropriate chapter in that, or the more, more appropriate story for a student is, Hey, if you want to be successful in night in life, spend time thinking about what you're doing mm-hmm. and developing the character to focus. Yeah. That's, that's the story. It's not the writing down, but we short shorten that because we have to communicate it and everything else. And then everyone over time begins to think, Oh, the main thing I have to do is, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I think we take a lot of leadership books or materials and we take that into it and everyone reads it and then thinks it's a formula yeah. that can be done really in the end. It's no, it's, it's, do you really care about the person you're leading? Like mm-hmm. exactly small, small, maybe it's a pat on the back. Maybe it's not, but okay. We had decent numbers of people who would join what we were doing in Sweden. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I am proud of that. Uh, not, a, not an easy place to have, to have achieved that. And at the end of the day, I've, I've, I've thought a lot about it. And I think really what it can, comes down to is the people who followed us. It, it wasn't because we were the greatest leaders it wasn't like we had the greatest plans. It wasn't like we had the greatest discipline. It wasn't, but everyone who came 
knew that we wanted them there and knew that ultimately we cared about them. So whatever yeah. screw up I was going to make, I was yeah, going to try right. to undo it. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't afraid to go before anyone who I was leading and say, you know, I was wrong on that. And that just wasn't godly or, you know, whatever else. I'm not saying that that's the most godly character in the world. I'm just saying it seemed that caring about the people you're working with yep. and who are in front of you is, is by far the most important thing. That yep. seems to me a key and maybe Jesus-like, right? Yeah. yeah. It might just a little. Yeah. <laughs> it's not to toot my own horn. I, that's not what I just need to, you know, you need a anecdote yeah. in order to. Well, I think, I think what you're, you're, you're hitting on is, is, is exactly right. It's, it is the, um, it is, it's, I think essentially what, what, what I, what I think is the problem is, is we have, fall in this other pitfall so one is the skill the the you can learn the skills or you can kind of learn your way into leadership but the other is that there's certain kind of people who are just really good leaders right um yeah the great and, man of history and have they yeah yeah and so they have this some some leaders aren't made they're born and you know i don't once again that's something that okay that's partially true there are some people who just have some natural abilities you know or they look they're good looking yeah at least right you know you they, they've got the right face for it, you know. Yeah, like like us, you know. And um, and 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 so that there's that that that's a bad reading of leadership. I think these are two kind of sides of leadership that we 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 tend to gravitate towards, like uh, the Obamas, like you know. And I'm not I'm saying, not saying Barack Obama was not a great leader, but he he had a certain kind of je ne sais quoi. He had a certain kind of um, way charisma. he carried himself, right? Yeah. Um, I think. Charisma and and that that's great that's a, that's a gift and I don't think we should say oh I don't have it but it's a, but there's a danger side of that but that's but as we look at as I look at young leaders or even my own leadership journey there was a time when I thought oh I gotta aspire to some kind of you know greatness and or you go on the other side which I think happens in a lot of is we can just train it into you by giving you mm -hmm. the skills and you know and which makes sense in an organization we we believe we can train people to do evangelism we believe we can people train people and those are great things to do. But at the end of the day, if you drop what's really behind that, which is a heart for Jesus, uh, a love for people, that you, it's it's all you know, and and, and um, you, you lose it. So there's there's something in there, and I I, I want to see merges more organizations focus on what is happening in the business world, which is the main question of leadership is not what to do, it's who you are. And, mm -hmm. and so Dan Rockwell, so I highly recommend his his blog he has some of the best just short little leadership things articles that he does fantastic stuff and he's in this vein of like it's not what you do yeah you got to do stuff but it's really and, and well it's steve cuss steve cuss is what is leadership it is uh he, he takes it from um friedman mm -hmm. you know it's it's unhurried unanxious presence it's being there it's deciding how am i going to show up today who am i going to be to the people around me and what they need and not what am I going to accomplish? What can I get done? What can I do? Who can I be? What is my role? Roles are important, but the core identity of a leader is their core identity. And that is how uh, they're to be, be seen and understood. And we don't, I don't think we're talking about that. We're not helping people find those things out. And I think too, the other thing is if you make it all about roles and skills, when people mess up, I mean, cause you're, and you're going to mess up. I mean, you can't not mess up as a leader and you failed and, and, and it's hard to go back, but if you're, if it's just about no, who I am, how I treat people, well, you can always, that's something that can always get worked on. And it's in process. You're not, you're not there yet. No one's, no one's going to get there, you know? So I think, 
I think we just, I think a lot of this stuff, we've loaded a bunch of stuff on people of expectations, you know, and made leadership even harder, maybe in some sense, you know, um, when it's, that's not what, what leadership is. It's how you show up. You know, how are you going to show up today? You can be yeah. mad. You can be, you can be angry. You're going to yell at somebody or you're going to go in and go, all right, guys, love you guys. Let's get it done. You know, well, it's, let's, you, let's get it done. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because, uh, let's be quick to say there are veins of uh let's say leadership materials you mentioned steve cuss um there's emotionally healthy spirituality from yeah. uh well, I was yeah speak pete's casero something like that yeah. uh, and and others <laughs> but they but they they're often ignored or maybe not as well known and certainly yeah. not um certainly not praise. So here's the other, here's the other, um, my other discomfort with, mm-hmm. let's say mm, the, the, the milieu of leadership, mm-hmm. uh, the milieu of leadership is often, um, has in it, the tone of leadership materials often, has in it something sexy and something to be desired. Yeah. But, but yet the leadership of Christ calls us to come and die. Yep. And it is a call to something exceedingly different. Character is difficult, uh, a long process. It's not sexy and it's really not desirable on the front end. So this is a discongruence for me in so much of the literature because you can lead it and you go, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this and we're going to succeed. And it really just seems to play into our own ambitions. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that every, every book on leadership needs to know how much we suck and you know, you you need to develop character. It doesn't need to be boring and we need to achieve things, but so much of it is just this tone that plays into my own ambitions. Yeah. 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 And like I said, I, I, I do want to be careful. I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't, a lot of this stuff, we're, I'm not saying it's bad. I, I think what we're saying is it's limiting and it's limited. And that's the big conversation. Where you and I are here. Like, so we're not saying a CEO type leader of a church is a, is a necessarily a bad thing, but if that's all that it is, it's, it's, well, it's, it's limit. It's it's a problem. I think. I would I would say it's I would say is that it is a very insufficient view yes. of leadership. Exactly for a Christian and and, and one and, that's not particularly Christian. I would say it's right. not necessarily it's not necessarily Christian. Right. So it, as as a you know, it, but it can be a model that can, can function, be very effective, and 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 uh, effective to what end though? That's this this is my issue. It's like effective to the end of. I don't know, church growth management, mm-hmm. uh, seeking, getting certain things, uh, done or achieved. Yeah. That, that, that's a certain amount of effectiveness, but is it, is it, is it effective in the kingdom? Like what ultimately is Christ wanting to achieve in us? I, yeah. But, and that's what you hope is that side of for that leader or those leaders is there and is, 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 is incredibly prevalent. Unfortunately, I think, you know, in a lot of cases, not, not all of them, but it's not there. I mean, but if you, let's just take it as a, if you're a seminary uh, or a seminary president, you have to, you have to lead at some level executively, right? You know, or right. if you're 
if you're Steve Sellers and crew, you have to lead at some level executively. You have to manage a large organization. Um, the question is how, you know, how, how are you doing that? How are you, you know, so it's worthwhile to pick up some information about CEOs and some of that thing. That's fantastic. But if at the core of what you are as a leader is not defined by, I think, servant leadership, in my, how I would want to define things, I could be wrong. Um, then I think there's, there's, there is a problem or, you know, um, but, but so, at some point you have to fit into those roles. Those you do have to admit that there are roles. We're, we're very fortunate because we just lead small groups. You know, missionaries who are just trying to get through the day. So we don't, we don't have to do too much of that, but, um, yeah. And it's, it's, you know, the more it gets complex, I mean, in, in my last role, it obviously got more and more complex, yeah. the bigger we got and the more we were dealing with budget and things. And I needed to focus on skill sets that I needed yeah. to obtain. Uh, so none of that is, none of that is not true. Um, yeah. But I, I do get concerned for the stories that we tell our young leaders. Yeah, of, exactly. I'm um, totally. Or the picture that we have of leadership that it is, yeah. is it, is it really, is it really Jesus like? Yeah. Come serve, come, come die. I mean, I, I, and, and this is, uh, I, I've probably been a little bit too pushy this podcast, but I will challenge anyone to come to my house and wrestle me on this issue. <laughs> um <laughs> The best book on leadership, Henry Nouwen, in the name of Jesus. Uh, mm-hmm. on, if, every every Christian leader needs to read that book. It is it, it'll take you an hour and a half, two hours to read it. Um, it it's it's fantastic because it it is about this. This it is this uh, this this idea that being a leader is dying to yourself, principally, and it is giving up and and, and letting go of things, um, and it is not looking for relevance or being cool or being you know and 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 that's a i think that's just a problem it's a, it's a dangerous world a lot of people in the states particularly can get into you know being a as someone was told me um you know being a missionary or a pastor in certain countries you're a rock star in western europe no one cares um so you're we're, we're already kind of down a you know but the reality is, you know, a lot of pastors in the states of it, they've got two, three thousand people who are alluding, you know, not at least two or three or four hundred. And then, you know, some of them have Twitter feeds, some of them have are on TV, you know, they're recognized in the community. They're they're important in the community, right? I mean, they're pastors in the US uh, you know, serve on boards, they they serve, you know. Most most cities have some type of big city thing that ties in with the city government, and pastors are helping drive that to you know you know to develop you know. So there's a lot of power, a lot of uh, influence that goes in. You're well known, you know, and 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 in some cases you're super well known. You're famous. You're ma- and you're making money, um, and so those are those are temptations as well. Those are temptations to say, well, it's a lot of good being done there, but also a lot of ego feeding. So I, in some ways, I I I think that that for those guys, it's even more necessary that they're tied into communities, that they have people closely w- walking with them um, because there's so, there's so much temptation to fall in that ego trap. I think, you know um, you know, yeah, I, I recently saw it. Maybe it was, maybe it was in a Spanish newspaper. I forget where I was reading it. Maybe it was a Swedish newspaper, but um, there's a survey done of like uh 20 somethings and or no it was uh 
18 to 24 year olds and something like 75% of them hoped to be an influencer. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's even worse now. Yeah. I, well, and I, I think, I think if you, I think if you use that word influence and you ran it by most people in Christian leadership, that they would say that's one of the most important things you can have as a, yeah. as a leader's influence. Mm-hmm. And that is leadership to some extent, it's influence. Um, I think Gary Run defines it as that. Um, yeah. But but I, my concern is that we, we're willing to sacrifice most. We can be willing. And I, when I say we, I mean me. Um, there have been times in my life where I was, I was, where the desire to have influence, to have a seat at the table, to try to, you know, help advance the ball of the kingdom so to speak i wasn't that i was willing to do anything but i desperately wanted to be there if that makes yeah. sense and yeah, some yeah. of my own ambitions that goes into some of my own story of you know this un, this desire to you know for greatness and and different things i so that's you know sin that i'm unlearning uh and sanctifying but it but it really is i think concerning to me not concerning there's never not nothing necessarily wrong with influence as long as you have the character yeah. to understand the smell of your own junk. Yeah. But too, too often. And I, I don't know how to do it. I confess limiting principles or limiting. I think I I'm, I'm at a loss to say, well, this is how you gain influence and still remain humble. Yeah. So often we as humans uh, burn our wings off because uh, we fly a little bit close to the sun. Yeah. So, so I, I, I don't know how to do that, but the only, the, I mean, the surefire way is you work on developing character. You, like you said, you have a close group of people around you who don't let you do that. It seems to me though, that so often in order to rise to the position of influence, um, the way in which that's done is often advantage to the person who is a loner and who's willing to hide, you know, like it's not like the transparent person, the humble person, I think could, could rise to that, but often it's the person with blind ambition. Yeah. So it's it's a tough, it's a tough thing. If you're a good speaker, if you're a good communicator, I mean, that's, that's gold, which is, and it's yeah. a great skill to have and ability to work on. But if there's not much behind it, then, you know, I mean, let's be honest, and Ravi Zacharias, key person, uh, Mark Driscoll, guys yeah. who were tremendous communicators for the gospel, but treated people horribly. Yeah. In the end, and built up systems that allowed them to, you know, and I don't think that any of them started out to do that. I don't, you know, but I know I'm probably not. And, and so, so my, my question, I think it'd be interesting to pose this, but if you were to pose, to most pastors or Christian leaders um, and ask them what kind of leader do, do you aspire to be or what, uh, what, how do you define leadership? I think it'd be interesting to see what, what responses you would get, because I think a lot of people are leading without thinking about leading, which is another, I think, pitfall. Cause if you, if you actually do read a lot once back to business leadership, and you you kind of you you mentioned this, but one 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 thing you have to do is you have to think about leader how you are as a leader right now. You have to evaluate, and a lot of them will even say at the end of every day you should spend fifteen minutes 
um, to sit down and reflect on how you acted that day, how you treated people, what kind of leader were you that day? And is that lining up with your personal um, goals as leaders, your personal desire of what kind of leader you want to be? Um, and I, I don't think we do that. I don't think we, um, we, we kind of, uh, I, I really do think a lot of evangelical circles, not all, we're just scratching the surface of what leadership really is. Not really, we just go, well, look, he's successful. That's great leadership. And I, I, and I, I think um, there's a lot of there's just a lot of people in 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 the, in the Christian world and outside Christian world that say no, that's not that's not success and that's not good leader. Um, so, but, do do you think it is? Yeah, I think I answered my question as I was thinking about. It. I was gonna I was gonna mm-hmm. say, do you think it's do you think it's it's uh, more desirable to have, uh, you know small people people be leaders over small groups of things rather than big leaders uh eventually you have to grow and you have to be yeah. bigger and but but also there's really terrible abusive arrogant leaders of small things and yeah terrible yeah. abusive leaders of big yeah. things so it's kind of a, a, a stupid thought it's a catch well that's yeah, yeah there's there's it's hard to get away from people's sin and people's failures and yeah i i prefer i mean i i small i like small yeah i think mike shots and i talked about writing a blog called leading small mm. um you know and that's got a lot of what we do in europe or in a, a lot i mean probably most leaders in the world are leading small right right um but they probably don't think they're leaders and i think that's what another thing i've kind of realized is a lot of people are leading they don't realize there's something yeah. yeah and sometimes they're doing a great job but they don't they haven't put the framework the vocabulary together to go uh oh you know, or talk to other people. Like that was one thing we did in Spain. We get, you know, started having young leaders and old leaders talk to each other and talk and realize, oh, well, that's a problem for you too. I thought I was alone in that mm. issue. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that was a light really came on with the fact that if you can talk about leadership with somebody and not make it, you know, feel like I'm being trained or, but I'm just like, you know, you realize you got a lot of stuff you got to learn yourself too. I mean, I'll just say that too. I think a lot of it, but if you're not thinking about it, I think it's a big error. And if you're not, someone's not kind of facilitating or in your life, some come internal dialogue or conversation, you know? Yeah. You're missing out. Yeah. So the, the, the moral of the story, the moral of the podcast, uh, is, uh, focus on your character. Yeah. Uh, the skill set will come, uh, yeah. or you can focus on the, Hmm. prioritize character maybe that's the best prioritize, way to say it. Character. Pri- yeah. prioritize character that character development uh is hard long slow but of the utmost importance uh yeah. skill development is quick easy and without character detrimental yeah i or possibly I totally detrimental agree. i totally agree and character is more than not sinning yeah i think that's a, that's another problem we have in, is we go oh well you know i'm not I'm not doing drugs I'm not, you know, sleeping around. I'm not, you know, yeah, but characters is, you can, I mean, some of these guys who, who actually have been bullies or have been abusive or not been very good leaders, I'm sure had impeccable moral behind, you know, lives, right? The, the big moral, the big moral stuff yeah, the, or the quote unquote. Right, right, right. Moral stuff. But how, how do you treat people? I think, you know, that's, how are you, you know, uh, interacting with the people you lead, uh, you know? How's your relationship with Jesus? I think that that those are also, you know, character. character yeah, issues. I mean, I think I think character, I think 
we could go in so far as to define character by, well, you know, the classic is, you know, what you do when no one is watching. Yeah. Uh, But, but also I think character might, might very well be, do you have the internal fortitude, internal understanding to know, um, when when you're when you're pushing someone because you have anxiety about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not not living up to your father's expectation or your own personal expectation of what you think a leader should be um when you want to quickly bite someone's head off like th- that's what i i mean by character i think it's more of like oh uh, that produced anxiety in me that's why i think steve cuss's stuff is so important or that uh I think I need to have all the answers as a leader because I'm afraid that people will see through me. Like that's character to go, "Mm, I'm not well. And I need to, I need to focus on this. And then character I would say is also going back to your people and saying, I threw so-and-so under the bus yesterday and that was wrong. And here's why it was wrong. Here's the, so I don't think it means having impeccable, perfect character i think it means the character to to be honest open uh kind uh apologetic forgiving uh it's it's humility it's humility um ultimately and so what's interesting is you can write a book on that you can say okay these are the seven things you know you need to do to develop character but you can you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink uh and and so people aren't going to change and move towards that direction unless they want to uh but i think we would do well to start talking about it at least right amen amen i i think so i think i think we we should kind of spin off on this i think there's a couple people uh we could have on that would be really one would be gary run Yes, uh, who is kind of a leadership guru, and and I think very much agree. I've read his dissertation and very much agrees with us on a lot of this. And another guy, Robin Pugh, who's a, a coach and um, consultant for Fortune 500. He's a friend of mine. I, we we had, I think we tried to get him on uh, last year, and he's he, he wanted to come on, but uh, he just we we were busy. Uh, but we think this year would be good. Uh, but I think at least end with a quote from Gary Run uh in, in his organization Volcare. I don't know how you say that. Volcare. 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 I don't know how you say it. He's his his uh his org. Um, it doesn't, doesn't no it's volare. Volare is that song. Volare. volare. This is Volcare, which probably means something important in, I think it's in Italian, right? It might be Italian. But he says leadership always works. Sometimes it works towards great good and sometimes it results in great evil. But because leadership is a highly leveraged responsibility, it always works. Genuine humility, wisdom, and character are required. Genuine humility, wisdom, and character are required. I, you know, I think that's what I think that's what I think that you know. Hey, instead of listening to this, we should go back to the front and say instead of going to instead of listening to this podcast, why don't you just uh, no, why don't you just go just just talk to Gary? Gary, go talk to Gary Red. Um, yeah, yeah. But it was a good, I think a great conversation because yeah, I think yeah, you gotta get you gotta scratch at these things and, and talk about it and yeah, obviously we're just scratching the surface here. Yeah. Or hinting at scratching the surface. Hinting I don't even know where you yeah. Well, 
like I said, you know, uh, you and I are going to write a leadership book and call it, uh, I don't know, something yeah. tongue in cheek. We got to have a good, good line. What not to do. Well, that's... Uh, lesson, lessons <laughs> from my life. Well, uh, the road goes on forever, uh, but this podca- pod- podcast, 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 yeah. uh, where did I get podcast? Oh, anyway, oh, too long of a story. No, yeah. anyway, there's a, there's a podcast I listen to at the, at the end. He always says, uh, we'll see you next time. And then he has his guests say, no, you won't. This is a podcast <laughs> anyway. And so it's often like people who yeah. can speak other languages and he always has them say it in different languages and they always say podcast, uh, blah, blah, blah. We can eliminate that. This podcast no, does not go on forever. Does not go. Well, yeah, will not party, go on forever. The party. Yeah. But the party, the, the party never ends. Party uh, never great ends. talking to you. Glad to be back in, in action. Looking forward to the next time we talk and, uh, Hey people out there, uh, tell someone about this podcast. Uh, if you like it, if you don't if you like, like it, it tell anymore. someone about it anyway. <laughs> And you can then tell them how I tricked you. Uh, no. Anyway, we'd love to have uh, revenge. Word, revenge podcasting word spread. <laughs> Listen, uh, we we are of the we we do actually realize that um, you guys this this podcast is something. There's we've heard from a lot of you that uh, it's just nice to have a place where you can talk about some of these or he, hear conversation about some of these topics that maybe aren't necessarily taken up. Uh, we realize that sometimes we're just coming at it from a different angle. Uh, it's all part of the conversation. If you want to join in on the conversation, send us an email, uh, barrett.harkins at crew.org, uh, garrick.regner at crew.org. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, on Facebook, or Facebook, uh, wherever I'm you, on, uh, I'm not on the Twitter. I'm not on the Twitter these days, wherever you social network. Yeah. Find us. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. Uh, love to hear your thoughts. Any, any topics of conversations you'd like to have us interact with. We may or may not take those up, but it's always nice to have suggestions. Okay. That's a mouthful. Garrick. We'll see you next time, man. See you. No, you want this podcast. Oh. <laughs>